0: Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. Let's join Pastor Paul Carlson for today's message. So Paul talked about Revelation, and and you know I, I realized that I, you know that I I my enemy up here the clock hit me last week, and I didn't tell you something important I wanted to tell you. You know we talked about Revelation, and Paul, of course, in Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, he, there's there's prayers in there, first and third chapter that he prayed for the, the body of Christ, that they'd receive revelation, that their eyes would be opened and they'd see things. You know, of course, he, he put a high premium on, on this thing we call revelation. So I wanted to tell you some, some steps really quickly on how to get revelation. Does anybody want to hear how to get revelation? All right, that's more than half of you, so we're going to tell you. All right. Number one, these are really simple things that, that I've seen over the years. And I believe they'll help you. Number one, if you want to get revelation in your life, is you need to hunger for it. You need to, you need to want it. You need to hunger for it. You need to desire for it. And, and Jesus said these words in Matthew 5 and 6. He said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. I'll tell you, when I'm hungry and I'm at home, I'll tell you nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to, well, unless I'm fasting or something. But, but you know, if I'm hungry and I'm at home, I'll find the goods. <laughs> if you're hungry for God, you're going to find Him. If you'll hunger after Him, well, you say, well, you know, I'm just kind of okay in life. I don't know if I really, I'm hungering. Well, I know Dana and I found ourselves in that position one time, and 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 we we're, I remember we were driving home from church, I think, and we we just were having one of our chats. And we said, you know, I don't feel like I'm really hungry for God. Is that blasphemous? <laughs> no, but please don't throw rocks. You know, but we said that. And, and you know what we did? We prayed. We said, Lord, help us to, to increase our hunger. You know, it's an amazing thing is he did that. He made, he made us hungry. You know, I, just, I, remember, I remember marking the time, saying, you know, we prayed. We said, Lord, help us to hunger for you more. And I just watched our life. In the next weeks and months, I said, wow, the intensity increased. The hunger was there. If you're finding yourself in a dry time, hey, it doesn't mean you're not a Christian. It doesn't mean you're not a good person. It doesn't mean, you know, that God doesn't love you and have good things for you. Just ask him. Just say, hey, stir it up, Lord. Help me to hunger more for you. You know, how many think he hears that kind of prayer? I'll tell you, from experience, he does. And so, one I'd say is hunger for revelation. Make it something you go after. Number two, ask for revelation. Ask them. That's again. These are not going to be you know rocket science here. These are simple things. But many times, if you're like me, the things you miss in life were just the simple things. You know. Anybody else like that? I don't know. But but you know, if we can just get the simple things down. I tell you what, life looks a whole lot better. So number two is ask for it. And, and in Luke 24, we did read this story last week, and it's about the two men on the road to Emmaus. And, and if you remember it, as they're walking along, Jesus all of a sudden joined them in their journey. And, and, and I think it's amazing that sometimes Jesus can join us in our journey, and we don't even realize he's there. You know, I, I think that, that what we need to realize this is, is that, that, you know, even Jesus just jumping on the road with us, I'll tell you what, revelation from him is what will set our, our fuel or set our rockets on fire. I mean, I tell you what, man, when he gives you a word, I'll tell you what, that's what you can live. That's what can change your life. But these guys were walking down this road, and, you know, I did read that it was like seven miles and, and, you know, it takes, takes a while for me to walk seven miles. I don't usually do that every day. But I'd imagine it'd take a couple hours at least, you know, even at a fast pace. But Jesus, as he was walking with them, he began to expound, you know, about the scriptures from, from Genesis right up to where they were, you know, through the law and through the prophets. And, and he began to expound how Jesus was in every book of the Bible. And, and then they came to their place. In verse 29, it says this. Remember, I'm talking about getting revelation, and the the tip I'm giving us right now is just simply to ask for it. It says this in verse 29. It says, They constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it's getting towards evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them, and it came to pass that as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them, and their eyes were opened. That's That's a great time in life when your eyes are opened. And it says, and they knew him, and then he vanished out of their sight. See what? Purpose was fulfilled. Their eyes were opened. What, what they needed was revelation. All the things that he'd begun to tell him on this road, all these two disciples that he'd been sharing with them, all of a sudden they constrained him. They said, Lord, stay with us. Hang with us. And when he, they did that, he did. And they broke bread and Bam, their eyes were open, and they began to see, wow. Remember, our hearts, they said this later on. They said, remember when we were walking with them? Didn't our hearts just burn? They just burned, but they didn't realize who they were walking with. Then in Matthew 7, uh, it says, I'm going to just briefly tell you this one. Jesus said this, ask, and it'll be given you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. What am I telling you? You want revelation in your life? Ask for it. Ask for it. Then in, in Revelation 320, one more scripture, just you know, Jesus said the mouth of two or three witnesses, here I'm giving you three. It says, Jesus said this, you know, and in Revelation 3.20 is a scripture that's talking to the church, you know, and, and in the first couple chapters, the first three chapters of Revelation, there the, the message there is addressed to God's people. It's addressed to the church. And in that, 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 that those three chapters here, in chapter 3, verse 20, is just this amazing scripture. I remember seeing this as, an, as a new believer. I remember going to visit a friend of mine who, who I knew in high school, and I had been a bad influence on this guy's life. But I went to visit him in the hospital, and, and I, I prayed, actually prayed with him, and he received Christ, and, and he died like a month or so later. He actually died of a heart attack a month or so later after we prayed and he asked Jesus in his heart. But I remember when I was praying with him, I used this verse. I said, you know, I was sitting there, I was a friend of mine and, and this guy and me, and, and I said, you know what? His name was Doug. I said, Doug, right now, Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart. And you know, the presence of God was in the room because we'd been talking about Jesus. And the guy just got right there. I mean, he prayed and asked Jesus in his heart. You know what? I didn't even use that verse rightly. Because really, Jesus is knocking on the door of believers' hearts. You know, God will put up with a little ignorance. (laughs) You just keep your heart right. You don't have to have everything in life picture perfect. You don't have to have every I dotted and T crossed. Keep your heart on him. Keep your eyes fixed on him. And I'll tell you what, even when I miss it, he'll be strong. Okay, but but Jesus said this, he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will, you know, what's it say? Well, will hear my voice and open the door. I'll come in and I'll sup with him and he with me. I'll tell you, when Jesus enters the room and sits down at the table with you, you know, when you're breaking the bread of life and Jesus is hanging out with you, he opens some things up to you. So open the door, let him in, let him hang out. I'll tell you, it's a whole lot better to just spend a few minutes hanging out with Him, getting in the Word, than it would be to spend hours on end studying the Bible. You know, invite Him to your little devotion. Is that okay? (laughs) Getting revelation. Hallelujah. Number, the next one, I, I think it's, what is it, three or four? Three, three stay teachable. You know what? You'll never get revelation if you know it all. You know you can never teach somebody something that knows everything. <laughs> anyway, remember that show Cliff Clavin? Anybody now probably know. You guys are too spiritual to know about those shows. Anyway, Cheers. Cheers. That was it. Was called Cheers. That was a nice name. I like that name. Cheers. It's better than Sour Pusses or whatever. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and they all hung out at this bar. And this one guy in there it was a mailman, and this isn't true of all mailmen, because I've known quite a few mailmen, but, but this Cliff Clavin was a mailman, and he hung out at this bar, and he was the resident know-it-all. I mean, he knew more useless facts than any person I ever heard of, you know? I mean, he knew how many whales were swimming in the ocean and whatever, you know, just stuff you don't need to know, but he knew everything. But i got to tell you this. And I I used to have a job that I I connected a lot with the post office. And one of the inspectors that I dealt with regularly told me that Cliff, I don't know his real name, he actually addressed the postal union one year and spoke to him. They said he was a really intelligent guy in real life. But um, if you have the attitude that you know it all, even Jesus himself can't show you new things. In James, the book of James, in chapter 1, verse 21, it says, says to have a meek and teachable spirit. And he says by, by having a meek, with meekness, it says you can, you can receive the engrafted word, which will have the ability to change your soul, to save your soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and emotions. Your soul is a part of you that's eternal. It's a part of you also that didn't change when you got born again. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on that, but a, a man is made up. You know, we'll, we'll just say it this way for teaching. Really, the real, the real you, the real you, the real me is a spirit being. The real me is living inside this body. He's a spirit. And you know what? I have been made a new creature in Christ. I'm a new person because I've asked Jesus into my life. And when he came into my life, my spirit was recreated now my body didn't change at all i still had brown hair brown eyes you know and 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 i was still 21 years old and and all this stuff nothing changed in my body but inside man it was radical i became a brand new person now the other thing is is so i am a spirit and i have this body that i live in but i also have a soul and my soul is basically this it's my mind my will and my emotions I could say this, it's my personality. And that was not changed when I got born again. That is changed, according to James, by with meekness or being teachable, receiving the word. And that word, when received in my heart, has the ability to go, and it changes me from the inside out. And my head starts thinking more like my heart and I become a happier human being. I become much nicer to live with you know, because my soul is getting renewed and saved. Okay, so be teachable, be meek. Number four is really simple. And you could say, you know, we've already included this, but I'll just say it It as its own thing because it's this important. Spend time fellowshipping with God around his word. Spend time fellowshipping with God around his word. In Psalm 39, verse 3, I believe it is, the psalmist said this. I love this verse. It said, my heart was hot within me, and while I was musing, now musing is a funny word. You know, it sounds like he was telling jokes around the campfire. Musing, what that means is meditate. So it was, it's another word. If you look it up in the Hebrew, it's the same word they use for meditate. He said, my heart was hot within me, and while I was meditating, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. As you're hanging out with God, and maybe you are sitting around the campfire, but, but you know, wherever you are, you may be sitting in your, your, your room, or you might be in your car. You know, uh, if you're driving, keep your eyes open. But, but you, wherever you are, spend time fellowshipping with God around his word. Talk to him about his word. Take a verse and just have a conversation with God and allow that word to penetrate your heart. It'll change you. And I'm telling you what, revelation will come in times like that. Okay? Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. To partner with this ministry or for any additional information, please visit libertychristiancenter.org.